know, I, I still, I, I really believe actually God has led me into where I am right now. And, um, you know, for someone that's going through that, it's like, I learned that God loves growth for some reason. He loves growth, no matter how slow it is. And, um, he doesn't like to take shortcuts. He doesn't like things fast paced. And as much as I do, as much as I'm saying, come on, God, like, you know, I'm almost 28 over here, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, he has a plan for everything. And uh, it's like, you just got to trust it. You know what I'm saying? Then you look back and you're like, okay, well, I can see he helped me here. He helped me there. It's like, he's here. He's a part of it. You know, just because it's not where I want to be doesn't mean it's not where he wants to be. And where he wants me to be is more important. Welcome everyone to The Ultimate Shift. Join Ephraim Glick and leading figures in business and entertainment as they share their stories of regular people overcoming tremendous obstacles only to achieve happiness, success, and fulfillment. Are you ready to make the ultimate shift in your life? Welcome back to The Ultimate Shift. Today, I have Nate Seto uh, from Detroit, Michigan, and you are an R&B artist. You've got, uh, you've got quite a few things going on. So uh, I'm excited about this. What Can you tell us a little bit about, about you? Where, uh, where'd you grow up? And, you know, kind of a little bit of the backstory of what brought you to where you are now. Yeah, I was, um, I'm 27 right now. I was born in uh, Grand Blake, Michigan. And uh, Basically, I uh, started my music career when I was about like 19, 20 years old. And, um, you know, I, fir I first started off in like Flint and just like these really small studios, you know, just really low key studios and eventually migrated to uh, Detroit, which uh, made a huge difference in my uh, career today. You know, I feel like Detroit is like Michigan's Hollywood in a way. Like, <laughs> that's how I look at it. Um, so, yeah, just um, I've been, you know, making music um, in Detroit for about five years now. And um I've just been developing my following and just staying in touch with my fans and um, just creating music, you know, for people to really connect with. Cool. You started writing music at what, seven years old? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Seven years old. I always had a passion for it. I have no idea why. I just like, I always saw myself like being like successful as an artist, like even as a, a seven-year-old. It's crazy. So who inspired that? Your parents, uh, were they in music or was it more just something that you wanted? No, to do? absolutely not. Actually, they they wanted me to become like a doctor or a lawyer or some or someone else. I'm not just wearing this interview. I just got, I don't know if I should like beat my total self or should hold it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so like they, they basically just wanted me to um, be, you know, something more realistic, I, I would say, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so when I went to, uh, I started college, you know, at 18 and I was like trying to, you know, do what they were telling me to do and uh you know two years into it i'm like you know there's nothing in this world that'll make me happy unless i was um, successful in music if i can push a button and become a doctor tomorrow i just still wouldn't do it you know what i'm saying like i i just have to be something in music you know just be an artist in, in the music industry you know yeah did you grow up with a big family or was it just you or um yeah so my immediate family consists of my parents myself and um my two little brothers all right. So, so you, at, at a young age, you knew you wanted to do music. Did you, uh, did you try the college route? Did you try any of the other things like the, what society kind of tells you? you need? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, w I was in a, like a community college for about two years in Flint. And uh, that's when I was like, okay, I just, I gotta do something that I love, you know? So who, who was your inspiration growing up? What, who did you look up to for, uh, you know, as far as what you envisioned? Like music wise? Yeah, um, I would say like Chris Brown or Usher, 
those are like um, main main ones for sure. What was your greatest fear growing up? <laughs> greatest fear growing up. That's a that's a hard one. I guess uh, I don't know, looking stupid. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's probably a lot of them, really. So I, I don't really know how to get get into that one. I, I always kind of felt like I always had a lot of anxiety growing up, anyway. So, you know. So where does the whole uh, you you have kind of this built this thing around rejection, depression? Uh, where does that come into play in your life? Just like, you know, like with, with my career and stuff like that, it's like sometimes even when you um, have some progress, you're still not exactly where you want to be. And so sometimes that eats away at you and, you know, you start overthinking and you start like, you know, doubting yourself and doubting like everything you've been doing and start thinking, man, maybe I should have gone to school. Maybe I should have done this, you know? And so that starts to eat at you and starts to like really depress you and just, um, you know, changes your whole mood, changes your whole outlook on life. Mm-hmm. At what stage would you consider, would you have considered your life looking back now as, as depressed? I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like when, when did it start kicking in? You're saying, uh, I would say like end of 2018 to like mid 2020. <laughs> that had to do with a music career. Um, yeah, I would say it, it had mainly to do with the, my career. Yeah, for sure. Even, and, and it's crazy because like, I don't want to sound ungrateful because I started off with zero fans up to having thousands of fans, you know what I'm saying? Which is like a blessing, you know, even, even if I had like 5,000 fans or 2,000 fans, that's, that's great. You know what I mean? Like you should always be grateful for that. Cause it's all progress. It's all growth and it's going to keep growing. But, um, you know, just looking at other people around me and just like pressures from like, you know, family and stuff like that, like, Oh, how come you haven't made it yet? And stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, bother you. And, you know, you start to like not really appreciate what you've, um, created, you know, but now I like look back, like, like this is all has been for something, you know, it hasn't been for nothing. You know, I, I've been growing and I've been um, achieving things, you know? So you knew you wanted to do music at an early age. Let's say, uh, let's say there, you know, I'm in Nashville music city, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, there's tons and tons of musicians here trying to make it in, in one form or another. Yep. What is your advice to someone that knows in their heart, they want to do music. Maybe they even feel, uh, I've, I've, people tell me you know i feel led by god to do music like i i feel like inspired like i feel like god put it on my heart that i need to do music but they just it's just not going it's not getting off the ground there's maybe a million reasons too much competition you have covid19 you can't even perform. what's your advice to that person well i've experienced that personally you know i felt like you know i i still I, i really believe actually god has led me into where i am right now and um you know, for someone that's going through that, it's like, I learned that God loves growth. For some reason, he loves growth, no matter how slow it is. And um, he doesn't like to take shortcuts. He doesn't like things fast paced. And as much as I do, as much as I'm saying, come on, God, like, you know, I'm almost 28 over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, he has a plan for everything. And uh, it's like, you just got to trust it. You know what I'm saying? Then you look back and you're like, okay, well, I can see he helped me here. He helped me there. It's like, he's here. He's a part of it. You know, just because it's not where I want to be doesn't mean it's not where he wants to be and where he wants me to be is more important. How do you know that, that that's what God wants? Just me personally, I've, I have a connection like with, I've, you know, I've had a, a lot of experiences with God to where like, it started like in 2014. Like I got a tattoo right here. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, <laughs> but uh, it's like, lo- it's a really long story, but I'll just like really condense it. But uh, basically 2014, like um, 
like Jesus basically approached me in a dream. And I, I remember I was like asking him, I was like, are you the real Jesus? And he, he opened up his arms. He said, I am. And I remember I jumped up and I hugged him. And then I woke up like, man, that was like an intense dream. But like, was that real? Was it just a dream? And I remember throughout the whole day, I kept like seeing like his name everywhere, like Jesus. And I kept hearing on like a pop radio station. They were just talking about Jesus. It was just like weird, was, like too many signs. You know, and then I saw a cross in the sky, you know, and it was just like, um, it was like a bunch of stuff like that. And like a lot of coincidences were like, I was running to like a lot of coincidences and they all meant something. So I decided, you know, like, you know, obviously like God is reaching out to me. So what does he want from me? You know? And um, over time, I just saw that he was telling me that I was going to succeed in the music industry and that I just had to enjoy the ride. And that was something he was like trying to teach me, which is basically just like ha having faith. That's all going to work out. And so that's why, and that's why I believe that um, God reaches out to us. And, and I feel like if we really pay attention to like the signs around us, we can really see what he's trying to communicate. You know, just some people, they can see it. Some people, it's really hard for them to see it. So prior to that, you, you really, I mean, was your family like Christian? You were yeah, yeah, we're all, we're all uh, we're, they're all, um, you know, they're, we're Catholic, but um, I'm more spiritual. I'm not really religious. So, um, you know, like I'm not like a perfect person or claiming to be a perfect person, but I still love God. And I know that God still loves me, you know, and he still uh, connects with me, you know. So I feel like that's like the difference is like, but um, no, my parents have nothing to do with my relationship with God. So by, by religion, you you perceive that if, if I understand that correctly, you're saying more along the line of maybe the when I, when I think of religion, I think of, of something, maybe a group of people that are very much black and white. You you know, you do this. Yeah. No, almost no grace, if you will. Like what? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's how, that's how I see it, too. Cool. Uh, that's a cool story, really. So and and uh, when COVID hit, your your music is you're trying to do your music thing. What do you do at that point when when you maybe can't? You know what was what was going through your head? How were you going to navigate that? Or how did you how did you navigate that? And how did you think it was going to work? And then how did it end up working? I actually felt like I was pretty like blessed because before um, COVID hit, I was a. Uh, I was uh, signed up with this company to uh, set me up with like a lot of podcast interviews, you know, like this one right here. And um, it was, you know, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was just trying to, you know, um, promote, you know, music and stuff like that. And um, when then when shit hit the fan, it was just like I, I had nothing in my like I, I couldn't perform. I had nothing. I couldn't go to the studio, but I had all these podcast interviews and I was just like, that's oh. something. It was something for me to hold on to, something for me to actually like you know, utilize for my career. And, um, you know, then I, I also stayed in touch with my fans and, you know, I DM them all the time and, you know, just really that's what I was doing for my, most of 2020. And I was doing like a lot of songwriting, you know, for like a lot of the new songs I'm coming out with this year. So. But you, but that was, do you feel like the podcasting had like kind of kept your, your crowd growing? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely felt like it was feeding um, the crowd for sure. So, you had said something in there that I wanted to ask about. Now I forget what it was. <laughs> but, uh, okay, well, let's just uh, so you you just recently like, a single Novocaine. So what what is that about? What what's the inspiration behind that? So basically, Novocaine. Um, so when I fell into my depression, I was really like relying on uh, substances, like basically like alcohol. I was um, I was basically like drinking like a pint a day, and I was getting so bad to where like. I still knew I had to like still go to the gym because I, I still like love, you know, staying fit or whatever. So I would kind of go to the gym drunk, you know what I'm saying? Just because I had to, because I had to go to the gym, but I was also 
just got out of work and I was already, you know, smashed or whatever. And, uh, which is, you know, a horrible thing to do, but, and I just, I didn't have a control on what I was doing, you know? And, um, you know, I was also really upset with God cause I felt like God was like betraying me and stuff. So it was just like a mix of like a lot of negativity. And so, you know, I didn't even want to write a song like this because my music was generally positive. It was generally um, about like, you know, partying or like having sex or whatever, you know, just like pop uh, topics, but stuff that I enjoyed, you know, singing about. But um, so this was something I was actually really nervous to put out because I don't feel like, damn, like, well, Nate's, Nate's got problems or, you know, like, you know, you know, it's just like a negative thing. I didn't want to like put something out, out like that. It was like really personal. I'm not the type of person that talks about, you know, things that I go through. So when I uh, created that song, when I wrote that song, I felt like, you know, what, maybe I do need to write this song. I feel like a lot of people need to hear this. I feel like a lot of people need to know that they're not alone. You know, when I released it, I was actually really happy to see that my fans really loved it. They really connected with it. And a lot of people needed to hear it. And I heard it from so many people, you know. I think there's something about being transparent and not always maybe writing the highlight reel. And so and people when someone feels like, oh, you know what? Like, maybe I'm not where Nate is in my music, but damn, I can relate to that. You know, I can relate to those feelings. I can relate to that that type of thing. I think it was a long way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what the question was that I was going to ask. So you had talked about, like, answering your DMs and things like that, you know, focus yeah. on your, uh, your followers. How do you how do you navigate social media? You know, someone in your position, a lot of musicians, like you grow your following, you grow your fans by being very active on social uh, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I find for myself that being on social a lot, uh, social media, any one of them, a lot is is draining and and really, especially during twenty twenty when a lot of, there's a lot of political stuff, I would just start feeling anxious. So how do you navigate that? How do you how do you kind of balance your life and and not essentially not feel like your cup is just being drained, but mm-hmm. maybe getting something uh, in return from that? All right. So you're saying like um like the time you're putting into the social media? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I just made it make it part of my life. So basically, I just have like a, a time where it's like time of the day where I'm like, okay, I want to go write all my um, fans back. You know, I don't do it just like throughout the whole day. I set a a set of time for it so I can like go and, um, you know, so I can really focus on what they're saying and stuff like that. And uh, really put in my two cents in their life. And, um, you know, as far as posting and stuff like that, I try to keep it consistent. You know, I find that being consistent with your uh, posts, like stories or just actual Instagram posts um, is very important, you know. But you don't ever feel like it drains you. Yeah, I've I've been there. Yeah, I felt like really frustrated some, sometimes, and sometimes like you know you get like a lot of messages, and sometimes like you have fans that are you know kind of asking for a little too much, and it's just like you know you want to be there for them, you don't want to disappoint them, but at the same time it's like I'm living my life out here too, and I have my own problems, you know what I'm saying? And and it's like you know like sometimes if they want to like uh, v- video chat with me, you know I love to do that, but um, you know not every week i don't have time to do it all the time you know what i'm saying it's, and when it's time for me to go it's like i see the look on their faces like they get kind of sad and it makes me sad it's like i don't i was like i hate to see that look on your face but i have to go <laughs> you know what i'm saying you actually like video chat with like oh, yeah yeah through instagram yeah yeah it's cool. yeah, uh, a really good experience you know like you get to just kind of like see how what they really think of you and that they like you know 
how they listen to your music and i have an amazing fan she she has like a journal and she like read from her journal and she's like you know talking about you know some things that i posted like nate posted this and um you know i was like really happy for him or whatever you know just like something like that you know and uh you know she's like you know nate messaged me today i was really excited and i was just like ah it's cute (laughs) you know (laughs) but yeah so if someone is feels the the after effects if you will of 2020 uh, and and they realize like they've kind of dove into that whether it's it's uh depending on substances or or you know alcohol or whatever what's your you know obviously the first thing is recognizing that which sounds like you did and then you were like okay well what have i got to do from here but what, what's your advice to someone that's struggling with that right now well for me my experience i was kind of alone in that case because i wasn't telling anybody what i was going through um some people were noticing that i was you know kind of uh overdoing it like one time i drank an entire fifth on accident <laughs> in front of my parents and i didn't realize that i had finished it and they're like what the fuck is going on with you you know what i'm saying and i'm just like i was like, i swear i got it i didn't know <laughs> that i even finished it <laughs> like it was so embarrassing and so bad yeah that my mom was like i think you got a problem you know she was kind of serious kind of joking advice to someone that's finding themselves in that yeah, I mean, well, for okay, yeah. So for me, yeah, when I was, I felt like I was in this alone, and I remember just really calling out to God and saying, God, like I really need help getting through this. And so I felt like by praying, God had sent me people, you know. So at at a moment where I was like, no, I'm not gonna drink today, I'm not gonna do it. And then I felt like I really wanted to do it, you know. I was like really angry, or I was like really sad. I was like I really needed to drink. And then like my cousin would call me like one of my like he's like my best friend he would call me you know at that moment and then we talk and i would start laughing and then like i kind of like forgot about it and i'd move on and when the conversation was done i'd be like oh, yeah thank you god like i'm actually not in the mood to drink i'm I'm okay now so like you know i moved on and i don't feel like i was like physically addicted i think it was more mental you know what i'm saying it's like if i didn't have it i was gonna start stressing out you know it's not like i was gonna start shaking or nothing like that but it was like a lot of stuff like that you know and i would advice is just get distracted you know I would say call up somebody that's going to make you laugh, call up somebody that's going to distract you, go out with a friend, you know. What do you, what do you, what's your advice to someone that's, that's dealing with rejection? Maybe it's, it's music, maybe it's, it's life, maybe it's friends. Uh, But how did you overcome that? And like, what's, what's the first step of just dealing with rejection in a way of getting out of that, that funk. And, you know, there's kids that kill themselves nowadays over social media rejection, things like that. What would you say if someone came to you with that and was like, Nate, um, you know what? You know, I don't even want to live anymore. Uh, and what's your advice? Well, someone came up to me with something like that, you know, I'll just like hug them. First of all, <laughs> let them know that they're loved. Um, I've been through that, you know, uh, where I felt like going through. Uh, I had a suicidal phase when I was like 17 or whatever. And uh, basically, I let them know, you know, that they're not alone. A lot of people go through this and life will get better. You know, just tell them that they're loved. Tell them that they're you're there for them. You know, sometimes people just need a friend. Sometimes they just don't want to feel alone. You know, what if they say, you know, I don't I don't even think God's alive. I don't think God is real. Then then what? Honestly, I would just tell them to give it a chance by talking out loud. I, I, I've told this to so many people and I've actually seen a lot of people come to me saying like something happened or they got what they were praying for. So basically what it is, is like I would tell them to sit in a room, shut the door and talk out loud the way we're talking right now, as if God is in the room with you and tell him, just be real. And I tell people, and it sounds bad to like, you know, the religious folks, but like, just be fucking real and like swear and be like, Jesus, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, 
I, you know, I don't usually do this. I feel stupid right now talking to somebody might not even be listening to me, you know, just be real. And um, I promise you, you're going to see something because he's not, and you, but you have to look for the signs as well. And a lot of these signs are coincidences. So like, like one small, quick example, I remember I was, uh, I had to deal with some like stuff with, um, with like court and stuff like that. And I was like really nervous and I was praying to God to like get me through it. And um, I remember my friends like, are you scared? And I was just like, I didn't really say anything. I, but in my mind, I was like, yeah. And then like a uh, YouTube commercial popped up and I was like, don't be scared. It was just like so weird. It was just like instant. It was like within that second. And then we looked at each other, we started laughing and I felt such relief. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like you're with me. Like you're just letting me know that you're with me. You know? And I was just like, and I, and I got through that, you know, and everything went smoothly. But honestly, like just from my experience, you just have to really look for these signs. You have to look for these coincidences. You know, I remember in the beginning of my relationship with God, when I was questioning who this being was that was talking to me like you know through signs and stuff like that i was questioning if it was the devil if this was god and i was like um you know and i was like am i going crazy i remember at that moment i was driving i was like am i going crazy right now and this song came on it's like am i crazy and i was just like laughing i was like i'm so confused right now <laughs> and it was like a lot of stuff like that but and that led up to my um my dream with jesus coming in so that's when i realized like oh okay so this being that was talking to me through like music and signs was uh jesus you know so so, so you're very you're very in tune to to what's going on around you. Yeah, I'm like extremely spiritual. I'm always like looking around, I'm listening and you know, people like you can get a sign from a person, you know, somebody that just like like walks up to you and says something and you're like, "Wow, I was just like praying about this last night. It's crazy you're telling me this right now." You know, just you just have to really pay attention, you know. It's it's real and I'm not the only one that experiences this, you yeah. know. And I've taught so many people that were like, you know, borderline you know, they want to believe in something. They just don't know what, you know, and I tell them like, this is my experience and I'm going to tell you what I know and you can try it. And I've seen people's lives literally change in front of my eyes. So, it's just, but I've, some people, they just can't grasp it. Like some people, like I, I, I teach it to them. They really look like they're listening. They like believe what I'm saying. They believe in my experiences, but they just don't seem to really get it for some reason. You know, maybe it's not, maybe they're just not ready yet. Yeah. Maybe they're just not ready. So if you had, if you could go back now to yourself as a kid with what you know now, what would you tell yourself about, you know, knowing what's coming in your future, maybe the, the anxiety, what would you tell that little 10 year old Nate that, you know, to help him get through that? I would tell him to just hang on, honestly, just like hang on and just don't give up and just hope for the best because it's all going to be okay. You know, like, don't be afraid. You know, because we all have our shit. We all go through shit. You know, everybody has their problems, no matter how rich you are, no matter how poor, poor you are, you know, how successful, it doesn't matter. What do you think that you would tell your, let's say, you know, your music keeps taking off here and, and you're playing in bigger stadiums and whatnot the next 10 years. What, would, what do you think you would tell your 30-year-old self with what you know now? You know, some people seem to get lost on the road uh, in, in the music and crowds. And okay. Stuff. Yeah. Nothing happened with you. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. with your perspective now on life, what would you like to remind yourself at 30 that you know? I would say look back, like look back in, 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 in my history and realize that when I did go through hell, I got out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like all my ups and downs, like that's what life's about. 
So I would tell my thirty-year-old self, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna go through something like negative, just remember you're gonna get out of it. You're gonna be fine. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what life is. You just go through shit, and then you have good periods. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I tell myself. Like, just look back in your history, know that God's had your back. He's going to still have your back. Yeah. So what's success look like to you? Um, like, do you journal? Do you write out your goals? Do you do anything? Yeah. Um, honestly, I just want to be happy. <laughs> that's I just want to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's that's what success is. I think if you're gen- generally, like, really, really happy, I think you're successful. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So what do you think it takes to make you happy? For me, I want to feel like I do have some sort of success with my music career. And it's not even about the money because I've had a lot of opportunities, illegal opportunities to make a lot of money. But I I chose not to go that route um, because it's just like if I'm going to be making a lot of money, I don't want to do it like this. Yeah. You know, you want to do it from from something you work for. Yeah. If it wasn't music, what would it be? Probably just like, you know, my family or my love, oh, my career or just happiness. Well, like if you lost your, God forbid you lose your voice. Well, what do you think you would do then? Can I talk? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I can talk. Okay. Um, <laughs> like completely lost my voice or singing voice. Um, I would probably just, um, I'd probably write a book and pretty much do what I'm doing now. Just like having this type of conversation. And what would the book be about? Um, basically how to have a, I actually, I want to do this one day, actually. It's when you're bringing it up, but yeah, it's about basically how to have a relationship with God. That's cool. I like that. So I haven't had anyone that, that has talked so much about that on this show and, and I'm intrigued by it. Uh, I think people either love or hate that type of relationship. Uh, I have my own FUs with God, you know, and, and I, I grew up in a very, very religious family and then I just left it all. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I, kind of dabbled <laughs> it could work. Mm-hmm. But I don't see uh you know I don't have that kind of intuitive uh relationship that you do and, and what's your advice to me to to find that to to you know know that that's that's you know my well first that keep that in the back burner and then how do you my my biggest question when that's always been like for instance, you have Catholicism, you have Mormonism, you have Baptists, you have, and every one of those, along with, I grew up Amish, that's a whole different avenue on its own. Okay. But every one of those believes that, you know what, we're right, and that person there, if they don't think like this, or like the Mormons specifically believe uh, to a sense that if you are not a Mormon, you cannot get to what they call the highest level of heaven. Right. So, so, so where, do you, where do you find yourself in that realm of? No one or nothing. That that's so that's cool you say that because like I'm the type of person where if some if I'm talking to an atheist and um it's like I don't judge them at all. I don't judge atheists, I don't judge someone who's like Muslim or uh Jewish or anything like that because in my opinion, it's like they only know what they know. You know what I'm saying? So somebody who's atheist, they probably grew up with like a psychotic bitch mom that's like religious and she just made him feel horrible about himself and made him feel like god hates him like i don't blame you i don't blame you for being atheist like i'm I'm with you like i i would be too you know what i'm saying so it's like it's like i don't judge so it's like to me it's just like and i feel like i don't believe that just because you don't believe in god that you're gonna go to hell i don't believe that because i know that god he loves everybody and he understands why people are the way they are and what they're going through. And I think he, he looks at our hearts, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I just, 
that's from you know my my experiences that's why i believe that it's just because i know i know who god is and i know he's like loving he's accepting he's like understanding so in that sense you know that's why i don't i don't judge nobody you know if they're a different religion than me or whatever and i think it's ridiculous you know what i'm saying i and i can see why they think that you know because that's just what they know <laughs> that's that's what they believe you know so do you think that there is essentially room for all of the different types of religion and yet still be worshiping the same god or do you think that they're you know i don't really know how that how to get that question but basically every one of them is valid in their own way there's maybe to put it this way that do you believe that getting to heaven is not essentially black and white meaning you have to be catholic you have to be this you have to be that or do you think there is more of everyone should learn and grow and grow and then maybe eventually they end up kind of in the same bubble and then go from there see that's the thing it's like i'm only human myself and i don't know what's beyond death like completely you know what i'm saying I, all i know is that that jesus is real in my life and that he connects with me and you know i grew up you know as jesus is our savior you know what i'm saying so now for somebody who doesn't believe in jesus i still believe that i don't believe that they're gonna go to hell i don't know where they're gonna go but I don't believe that they're going to go to hell and I, maybe they are going to go to some part of heaven. I don't, I don't, I really don't know. Cause I don't know. You yeah. know, all I know is that I know that Jesus is loving. He's real and he's accepting and he wants everyone to be safe, to everyone to be, you know, um, you know, beyond death, like, you know, not perish or whatever, you know? And I feel like the people that are really perishing are those people that are just evil. You know, those are the people that are going to hell, like the people that just have horrible hearts, you know, um, so I, I can't really answer that because I don't know. You know, I've never been to heaven. You know, no one's no one's been to heaven that's still here. You know what I'm saying? So essentially, your your belief, in a way, if I'm hearing you right, is every person just be the best you can, love the other person, and you know what, the, the rest is not for us to figure out. It's just yeah, and I, I love that. That's, yeah. uh, that's essentially, I think, what some religions are have completely lost. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just accepting that person as they are and realizing that we can't all fit in this one box. Uh, Uh, Well, cool, man. I mean, I've got a few more questions and then um, I'm going to have to go. But if if you were given, you kind of have the world stage, I guess, in a sense with your music. But if you were given the world stage in front of the entire world is watching and you had like five minutes or whatever, you don't have to take five minutes on this, but to just say what you think the world needs to hear in the light of COVID, maybe it's 2020, maybe it's just life in general, maybe it's God. What do you think the world needs to hear? Well, I feel like my purpose here is, um, has a lot to do with my relationship with God and just kind of sharing that with the world, you know, with my music, it's not just about my music. So with that being said, the biggest message I know that God really wants me to share with the world is that he loves and accepts them. That's pretty much it. And he does, he's never mad at them just because they haven't prayed or because of, you know, just the religious things. Like he's, he's loving, he's accepting. That's who he is. That's, really that that's the message. Yeah. You had another question in there and, that, and it floated away. Uh, in my <laughs> but if you were, if you could spend the day with any one person, who would you, who would you pick to spend the day with? Like any person. Alive. Like any celebrity or whatever? Anyone. Probably somebody that can give me some really good advice on my career, <laughs> but uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like Usher or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> what do you see happening in the next year with your career? 
what what are your you're releasing more music you're- yeah well right now I'm, I'm working on an ep which is like the first time i'm i'm doing that you know I, i've just been doing singles for the past you know four or five years whatever basically i just want to um grow my following that's what i want to do and and when you have that much competition of that many other artists out there how do you what is one thing you do to kind of stand out that maybe I just do me, honestly. I write my own songs and I'm like putting my own, like, you know, I'm just sharing myself with, with my audience. And if they love me, they love me. If they don't, they can move on. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I'm just being myself. Really, that's all I can do. And I just, I, I want to, I like to give hope to people. If you could ask any one person, alive or dead again, one question, who would the person be and what would the question be? And you can even apply this to Jesus or God in this sense of you. Oh, if that was the case, I'd be chilling with Jesus all day, like, <laughs> like all day, every day, <laughs> like, like I'd be like, okay, so what happened when, he, like, when I was like eight years old here? What happened that night? But <laughs> like, I'd be asking all kinds of shit. Like, <laughs> if you want me real, like, yeah, it would be Jesus. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff I would ask. Like, I guess it would be like, what do I do now? You know, like, what's the very next thing you want me to do right now to to get to the next step? That's what I would ask. <laughs> so if I asked you that question, how are you going to answer that? Like, what's the what's the very next thing you're going to do to level up your career? Basically, right now I'm just um, asking for them to guide me, and I'm just like working. So I'm hoping that they just kind of mend together. So just like releasing the EP, working with TikTok users and Instagram users to promote the the songs and stuff like that, and that's what I'm doing. So. Nice. The rest is all up to him. I think that's a big part of it, though. Putting in the work, it's uh, I. I mean, I guess I could touch on this. This is one thing that I keep, I always tell people uh, when they ask me on different things about God is where, I mean, how do you find this? So a lot of people, they say, well, I want this and I want this, or I want, okay, in, in your case, you know, I want, I want to be a known artist. I want, I want to promote God through my music because that's what I feel God wants me to do. And then they just pray for that to happen, but they don't, they, it's like asking God to come in and take the trash out. Yeah, he may, he may provide a way for you to do that, but he's not going to actually literally come in and take your trash. Exactly. Out. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, is that always something that you've known is like you got to do the work, and you you do you just yeah. ask God for favor on that work that you're doing, or do you ask him to specifically like give you a, a road to go down? Well, I personally feel like I'm I'm kind of like spoiled by God, and I felt, and a lot of times in the past, I felt a little, I know it's wrong, but I felt like a little, like, entitled, like, I felt like, well, God, you should be doing this for me right now, because you told me this, and, like, you know what I'm saying, it's like, it's like, I felt like I deserved, like, a lot of these things I was praying for, um, and it didn't mean that it wasn't happening, it just wasn't happening exactly when I wanted it to happen, but, um, you know, I learned that I'm human, and, you know, it's like, I'm not, like I'm not above anybody else. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like he's like there for all of us. And, um, and basically, uh, yeah, just like, he just kind of, I just ask him to help be, be a part of the project. And then I just like work and I just kind of like have faith that no matter what, it's going to work out. Even if, if the door shuts on my face, another door is going to eventually open. Well, cool, man. I won't keep you too much. Longer. If, how can I support you? How can my listeners support you? Where do they find you? Where do you, what platform do you hang out the most on? Um, I'm mainly on uh, Instagram. So you can find me at uh, Nate underscore Seto. That's okay. N-A-T-E underscore S-E-T-T-O. And um, I post like a lot of my music music videos and stuff on um, on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I'm on every platform, listening platform, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. So. All right. Well, we'll put you out there. Um, 
I, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, brother. Oh, thank you, man. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll, and we'll put all this stuff in the show notes as well. And then, uh, yeah, we'll put it out there. So I think that's going to do it for today. Sounds good. Thanks again for tuning in to The Ultimate Shift. Look, I know life is crazy. Life gets busy. And we all kind of have an idea of where we want to go and where we want to end up. But there's so many things that come up in between. And my goal with this show is to grab one thing from every guest that we can apply to our lives to help get us closer to our end goal. You can follow me on Instagram at Ephraim Glick, Facebook at Ephraim Glick, Twitter at Glick Ephraim, or you can go to the website at EphraimGlick.com. See you next time.